Welcome to this edition of Diverse Thinkers Podcast. This is Craig Gemmel, head of school at Brewster Academy, and I am lucky enough to be sitting and looking at two Brewster graduates and in the background, the skyline of San Francisco. I'm looking at A.J. Brewstein, who is class of 1998, and Young Kim, who is a class of 1996, and we are sitting in the Winolo World Headquarters in San Francisco. Thank you so much for coming in. Well, I'm sitting in, in your your headquarters, and I have to give you huge props for the remarkable snacks you have in the vestibule. And and actually, I'm looking out and and seeing a scene that looks not at all unlike uh, the stereotypic uh, Silicon Valley uh, workspaces. There are chairs, and there are collaborative spaces, and there are people eating, and there are people talking, and computers are everywhere. But this is not any uh, tech startup. This is a special endeavor that you two came together and founded. Can you tell us about Winolo? <laughs> sure. <laughs> we, we often get asked questions and both of us will sort of fight over who gets to go first. So uh, I'll go first. So this uh, Winolo started um, five years ago now um, and it we sort of had a unique start to Winolo, maybe different than typical Silicon Valley startups. In fact, both of us, this is our first uh, foray into the startup space. Uh, we came from big companies, and we actually started Winolo inside of Coca-Cola, um, where uh, Coca-Cola sort of presented us with an opportunity to come together and uh, solve a big problem. And... And we can talk about sort of what Winolo is and how, how it works, but what really got us excited was that it was something different. Uh, we got to work inside of one of the biggest companies in the world solving problems that were not only legitimate business problems, but that helped people. And that's what brought Young and I together. Um, we really wanted to do something that made, uh, made an impact on the world, left a sort of a dent. Um, and that got us really excited, and that's how we, you know, although we, you know, were together at we both went to Brewster. We weren't together at the same time. Um, but it, when we met together at Coca-Cola, um, it just sort of felt like it was meant to be and that we would be able to come together and create something that hopefully would be great. So anyway, that's sort of our, you know, how we got started. And I'll let Young talk about what Winolo is and, and what it does. Yeah. Um, and before um, we get there, a really interesting story. Um, so the thesis of uh, Coca-Cola was to bring in two entrepreneurs. So one business guy and the other person would be product and creative guy. So you can tell who's who. Um, but we, uh, when we first met uh, for, for the program, uh, we went to, the night before, we went to, was it Hard Rock Cafe? Um, and then we, you know, we were having dinner, kind of like cautious and you know, careful about how we were presenting each other because we were going to, have a kind of a marriage going forward. Um, and then uh, we were talking about kind of our early, uh, you know, teenage kind of story, how, how I came to the States and where I went to uh, school. And I told AJ that I went to a, a very small boarding school in New Hampshire. And um, AJ's like, where? And I said, Brewster Academy. And um, he, uh, he thought that I, I was uh, lying because he he thought that I I looked looked him up uh, before we met, and somehow I I you know uh, saw that he went to Brewster, so I came up with it. Uh, but turned out that yes, uh, AJ also went to Brewster, and 
it, it was definitely meant to be. So did you actually have to do a little fact checking, AJ? When did you ask him? So what was the name of the ice cream shop in downtown Wolfboro? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when he told me, I, I legit did not believe him. He, I, I had only seen his resume basically before we met that time, and he went to Harvard and was an investment banker, so totally untrustworthy. And when I, you know, saw him and then heard that story, I was like, this guy is just exactly like yeah. you said, checking out LinkedIn and trying to like build a relationship with me on lies and then, you know, asked him some questions and we had the same teachers and actually had some similar friends even though we didn't overlap. Uh, so finally I believed him. And it, it's just a remarkable uh, example of, of uh, karma and congruence and serendipity all that you ended up in that at the Hard Rock Cafe on one night and then you started this up. Here's you know the the big reveal. What is Winolo? Tell us what it, what what the the name means, and tell us what what it does to make the world a better place. Give me the look. Okay, uh, so Winolo stands for Work Now Locally, um, and that's really you know what Winolo was about from the beginning. So we wanted to enable people, anyone, to be able to work a real job. Uh, so you know the types of jobs that anyone might do, at, you know, as a full-time or, or you know, part-time permanent position, uh, right now, so they could decide when they wanted to do it. And if I wanted to take up a job right now, I could do it and do it locally. Uh, so around them, wherever they are, they should be able to have that option to work basically flexibly at a real type of job. And that doesn't really exist even today; still doesn't exist. And so we wanted to create the opportunity to do that. And it just so happened that we found that opportunity inside of Coke as, uh, you know, Young mentioned. And, you know, Coke's opportunity was, you know, specific to Coke, uh, where they had trouble matching uh, the demand or the need to s stock a shelf or to work in a warehouse, sort of unpredictable demand, matching that with the supply of people, whether that was their own workers or contingent, you know, temp workers, et cetera. Um, but what we realized was that Coke wasn't just Coke that had that problem. It was every company has this problem of, you know, this inability to deal with unpredictability in their workforce. And life is just unpredictable, whether that's on their side or their worker's side. Um, and so we saw that that was a huge problem. Just for Coke, it was a billion-dollar problem. But imagine how big that is across all the different companies in the world. Um, and so we said, well, there's a legitimate problem. And the solution to unpredictability on the supply side, on the worker side, is flexibility, right? People that are looking for flexible work can match their schedules up with companies that need unpredictable talent, right? Uh, a timing for that talent. And so basically, that's how we got started. We said we can solve a business problem, and more importantly, we can solve a people problem because you know, we both had our own individual stories as well about how inflexible work really causes problems for people and doesn't give both workers and companies the opportunity to, to get things done. And we got really excited about this idea that this is a huge potential market, but more importantly, this could legitimately impact in a positive way people's lives. Um, and what's been fascinating about building Winolo um, is that everyone talks about how low unemployment rate is right now. You know, it's, it's now at 3.9%, but what the picture is missing is the rising underemployment rate. And there are more people that are working multiple jobs to make up for 40 hours a week while all these companies are not getting their jobs filled. So there are right now, on a daily basis, about 5 million jobs that are getting unfilled. And on the other hand, we have 30 plus million people 
that are trying to make up for 40 hours a week, they're really scrambling. So if you are a part-time worker at Target working Mondays and Wednesdays, you're constantly looking for extra shift on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. So why is there a disconnect? And we are really passionate about connecting them to in a flexible way and then really solving the underemployment problem. And it seems like it's working. I, when I was here uh, perhaps a year and a half ago, you were in a space perhaps half this size, and you tell me that you're going to be moving to a space twice this size next week, and there, there is a lot of dynamism in the Winolo universe right now, and it looks like a lot of people doing some really interesting things. And what does that feel like to go from a Fortune 500 company like Coca-Cola to a startup, and what's it like to get out of bed in the morning? What, what are you thinking about when you're getting out of bed in the morning right now? Uh, well, it, it was to go from a big company like Coca-Cola to, you know, the two of us in uh, WeWork down the street, honestly, it was kind of scary. Um, you know, you got to, whether it's easy or not, you have a job that, you know, is kind of predictable and it has a regular salary and all that kind of stuff to having to go to something that you have zero customers, you have no idea what the business is going to look like in a week or if there's going to be a business in a week. Um, and... We just have an idea and the two of us trying to figure it out. So that was uh, scary, I think. Um, but five years later, uh, it's a different kind of scary. It's, uh, you know, we have all these people that not just, uh, you know, Winolowers that are, you know, rely on Winola every day as well. And we also have employees here and actually in, in Nashville and in, in Ho Chi Minh City and across the Philippines as well that all, you know, rely on Winolo. Um, so it's kind of starting to become real. Um, and in that way, it's scary, but it's invigorating and super exciting. And um, I love it. And I'm curious about what you, what you needed. What were the skill sets that needed to be backfilled to be in, in such uh, an environment of uncertainty, an environment that probably felt like there was a lot of risk involved? in an environment where you really were making the path by walking. I'm, I'm curious about what did you have to learn as adults, as adult learners, as adult leaders? Um, I, I asked them myself quite a bit. Um, so I grew up in a very traditional conservative family. Um, so my father, you know, he, um, he was a lawyer and he wanted me to uh, be a lawyer as well, and he had three occupations that I could select, lawyer, professor, or doctor. Um, so, you know, I definitely wasn't trained as an entrepreneur when I was growing up, and, you know, as AJ mentioned, I went to pursue, you know, business school and investment banking, so as traditional as they can get. Um, but I think that um, just thinking about my past, um, my journey to date um, has, there's, there, there are certain consistent themes around it, which is that I really wanted to break away from uh, what was uh, identified as status quo. So when I was going to Korean high school, um, I was the person that asked my parents to send me to America because I wanted to figure out my, my life by myself uh, without their help. I came here, it was incredibly difficult. Um, but each time um, I overcame difficult situations, um, I learned something. And 
um, there was part of me that really built strong grit and res resilience. Um, and I think that um, some of those elements really helped me get through these t you know, difficult times of building a startup uh, from nothing to something. And yeah, I mean, as AJ mentioned, I mean, even today, like this, this morning, I got up and I was panicking because I was worried about how we're going to get to the next milestone. And I shared that openly with the rest of the team today. Um, but deep inside, I know that, um, you know, AJ and I, we, we have this strong conviction and passion around uh, solving a very difficult problem. And if we, uh, if we stay strategic, if we really um, uh, applied grit that both of us have, uh, we can probably get there somehow. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of like, uh, what have I had to learn? I think that, I mean, when I think about like, so I was a brand marketer for 10 years before doing this. Um, and you know, did a lot of work in you know the FMCG world, um, you know, launching and expanding big global brands, and then came to Winolo, and we started with coming up with a name, like all the way from the beginning, um, and quickly realized that all those things that I had learned really were not applicable to what I had to do now, um, and so there's tons of uh, like. I guess, character traits and stuff like that that Young mentioned that have certainly been important. But more than anything, I think just being, taking like uh, maybe a more like humble approach to things that I don't know, and especially now going into a space that really I know nothing about um, and having to do things that I really don't like to do, um, but we have to do them if we want to figure things out and you know move the business forward. Um, just myself, I think, becoming much more flexible has been the most important thing, um, rather than sort of being in that comfort zone that, that you know, I existed in for 10 years before that. So it sounds like grit, humility, flexibility, these are words that are part of your lexicon as you're thinking about yourselves as leaders and as, as people in the world of Winolo. And I'm curious about uh, how much of that maybe came as you were coming up, as you were at Brewster, as you were in high school. Is, can you reflect on the nature-nurture question there? Did you, did you learn this stuff? Was it, was it uh, a result of success? Was, re was it a result of failure? What are, you, what are you thinking? I mean, from my point of view, uh, my experience, um, you know, I think that what I took away from, you know, my two years at Brewster was that, I mean, personally, I'm a super competitive person, and I like to do things, and I want to win you know, those things. And I hated school, honestly. Uh, and I had pretty bad grades, and it's just like, whatever. I'd rather play sports or video games or something. And then I went to Brewster and realized that I could compete at school as well. Um, and that was really because my teachers at Brewster helped me understand that. Um, and so, like, uh, that was one thing that really got me excited about, you know, learning and um, the opportunity that, uh, you know, like the education provided, because I really didn't, ex I did really didn't value it before then. Um, and I think that in order to, you know, actually be competitive and to win, uh, you know, at school and in education, et cetera, 
I had to be a lot more flexible than I wanted to be or that I had been in the past. Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to do my own thing before, and then I had to you know, figure out how to do it in this different environment with lots of different people all coming from different backgrounds, et cetera. Um, so that, for sure, uh, was something that um, I learned at Brewster. And I think that um, the humility piece as well was part of that. Like, you can win and you can be a total jerk about it or you can do it with grace, I think. Um, and maybe sometimes you don't win as well. Mm -hmm. um, but that's something that also I learned a lot, whether that was through education or through sports, et cetera. Um, I think I definitely came away with a good understanding of the value of humility at Brewster. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um, so my oldest daughter is 11, um, and then she's getting into the, she's getting close to the high school age. And um, my wife and I often have a discussion around whether we would send our daughter or daughters to boarding school. And um, I typically pound the table and say, we, we have to because I benefited uh, significantly from it. Um, and the, the, um, the argument that I make is that uh, it's not just about education that you get. It's, it's not the quality of education, but it's really about character building. So um, if I think about um, like who I am and what made who I am today, um, I think that the, the high school days at Brewster really formed a lot of my early belief around what kind of person I want to be in the future and then what kind of life I want to lead. And um, if I think about all the examples, so all the difficult times I had to overcome, um, not only just being at a boarding school far away from family members, but you know, learning new language, adapting new culture, solving problems, um, all those things were something that I had to solve with other classmates uh, who were there to help me, and then also teachers. And it was like 24-7 thing. Uh, you're just surrounded by this community that really want you to win and then want you to su su I mean, succeed in your life and your life at um, Brewster. And I think all those things um, that really help you uh, form like what you really want to achieve in the future. and. I think that's something that I uh, really benefited from my two years at Brewster, and uh, I, I feel that it's a privilege. And I, I definitely want to share that with my daughters as well. Whether my wife believes in it or not, like <laughs> that's something that I have to continue uh, working on. But we'll know that I'm in yeah. San Francisco for a few more days. If I can do any arm twisting, I'm happy to. <laughs> yes. And we have to actually wrap up in a moment, but I, I'd love to. Uh, ask both of you to think about the, the best piece of advice you can offer a 14 or 15 year old kid who is a freshman at Brewster, for example, right now, who is sitting uh, as we speak, uh, finish, having just finished dinner and is going back to his or her room to get some work done. Knowing what you know now, what would you say to them? Hmm. Um, several things come to mind, um, but I would say that um, one of the most important questions that um, she can ask herself um, is why. So um, there will be a lot of things that will be given to her or provided to her, uh, but don't take it as face value, always ask question why, and think about um, different ways of solving a problem or approaching it. 
um, and I believe that that will help her experience um, at Brewster and also beyond Brewster be a lot more fulfilling and meaningful. Uh, unlike Young, not a lot of things come to mind. Um, but I, I mean, if I could go speak back to my own self and then think that maybe there's some other people that may be like me, I would be just like, don't think you know it all. Um, open yourself up to new things. Uh, it's not just like the education in, in your classroom that's gonna be important, although it is important, but also the education that you have that you'll learn from your friends or from living in a dorm, if that's what you do. Uh, or you know, playing sports on the team, um, you're not as awesome as you think you are. Uh, so give your ch yourself a chance to really improve. Um, and I think that I wish I had have realized that earlier, even before Brewster. Um, and I'm not sure I totally understood that even when I was at Brewster. But uh, again, a lot of the teachers really helped me understand that, and I'm really thankful for that. Um, and I think that I would recommend others to sort of open themselves up to. Uh, improving themselves and learning new things. Well, I'm so proud to be able to call both of you graduates. I'm so proud to know that you're doing such great things in the world. I'm so anxious to see uh, what Winolo is like when it occupies the entire skyscraper that I'm looking at, and I'm and I'm hoping that if if such is the case, you give me a ride in the Winolo helicopter sometime. And. And, and, I, and mostly, I just want to thank you both for sharing your thoughts with us this afternoon and, and uh, know that we, we hope we can get you back soon to see campus in person, perhaps, uh, as a time during which your, your daughter can interview. And your, AJ, your children are younger, but it's never too late to start thinking about it.